0: Hello, it's good to see you back at Kalyx Cafe. Today, I will be discussing the use of AI in medical imaging with my guest Maurice Panner. So let's get into it, shall we? Hi everyone and welcome back to Calix Café. Today I will be talking to Maurice Panner of AMBRA about medical imaging. Hi Maurice, welcome to Calix Café, how are you today?
1: Hey Sylvan, it's great
0: to be here and I'm very well, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. I see you have a a rather big cup (laughs) in your hands, what are you drinking? Well, today I'm having a, a little bit of a cortado, but this
1: is obviously a sentimental cup for me. It was a Father's Day gift, so no matter what I drink, I
0: have it in this cup, which is nice. Oh, that's nice. That's very nice. Uh, so would you like to tell us more about yourself to start with?
1: Sure. So uh, I think like many people in healthcare, care, uh, I was driven to this... Uh, kind of through family and having seen uh, the impact that great care can have on families. Uh, I have four kids and uh, we've had had our bumpiness, now we're moving in a great direction, but it really motivated me to try to make healthcare more accessible for parents like myself and others.
0: Well, that's a very good uh, way of or or good uh, reason to get into healthcare and I'm sure that speaks to a lot of people. Um, and so, more specifically, how did you get into the industry? What's your background?
1: Yeah, my, my background's a little bit uh, of an interesting one. I spent some time in government. Believe it or not, I, I was overseas as what they called the resident legal advisor inside of our embassy in Bogota. But then I really had a strong urge to try to bring entrepreneurship and innovation to. Uh, improve society, that it it was my way of trying to give back and be uh, what I call have an ethically interesting career. And this has really been an opportunity to get involved in healthcare. I had done cloud business model software, and then, uh, I I had an opportunity to do this and it really, as I say, some of the personal things came together and it it was so compelling for me that it, it, it drove me to dive in and, and I, and I've never left.
0: That's an interesting background, and uh, again, a very valuable reason to, to get into the industry. Um, is there anything specific you or your team have been working on recently that you'd like to share with us? Well,
1: you know, it's really it's great to be here at the cafe because I think the most exciting things we're doing right now uh, might be of great interest to, to those listening in. We have been spending a tremendous amount of time trying to uh, bring together what I think the cloud can do for healthcare delivery. And that is to marry up some of what we've been doing on the clinical side with some of what we've been able to do with our partners, and Calix is, is really in the vanguard, to bring cutting edge research and opportunities for trial participation to all of those different settings, even beyond traditional settings that, uh, that will surprise you globally and, and even into unconventional settings uh, here, here at home. So, very excited about what we're doing and uh, I think it will be of great interest.
0: Yeah, definitely, it sounds like it. Um, and so, if I'm not wrong, your company was originally focused in healthcare, but you've made that transition to clinical research and many companies who try to make that transition fail in the process. Uh, what factors do you think have made AMBRA successful in bridging the gap?
1: I, I, it's a great question. And I, I think the, the jury is still out how successful we will be. We're very humble about, uh, about the challenges ahead. But we have had some success, and I, I think what has driven that has been a shared vision, uh, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kind of uh, lean on you guys here a little bit with the Calix team. The, the challenge uh, that we came to was, uh, is there some way we can take advantage of the fact that we have a big presence inside of U.S. healthcare and, and improve research using that footprint? And we sat down and, and over time, have worked together so that we're able to use those pathways to both open up access to participation in trials, and then just as important, and I think we're going to spend some time on that today, really work hard on improving quality. And those two are tied together. Access is hard to come by, and it is hard to get people engaged. So first-time quality is a critical metric as to how we're able to make that transition from being uh, uh, present inside of the system to optimizing that presence to bring great benefit to researchers who are trying to also reach those most in need of care.
0: Yeah, yeah, that really resonates with us Um, and I mean this uh, work between AMBRA and Calix is going to be so important. So uh, thank you, by the way, for for, uh, initiating this uh, partnership. Um, And based on your experience and your your point of view, um, what differences do you see between the care setting and the research setting? And what changes may you see based on those differences?
1: you know so then you make a great um, point and you really set up something that i am most excited about in what's happening in healthcare writ large which you are really starting to see the ability to bring real-time improvements based on learned knowledge in the care setting what do i mean by that Uh, let's take oncology writ large and the revolution in immunotherapy and the concomitant FDA push to make approvals more rapid. What's happened with that? What has happened has been that the ability to uh, uh, see the impact of a therapy on a patient, gather that information quickly, and then work agilely with a regulator has revolutionized how people can uh, improve their situation. There are individuals in the world today who have participated in quote-unquote the research of the very thing that ends up uh, extending or uh, enabling them to have a full life, and that was not how traditionally people thought about the research space. And by working with Calix, which has really thought hard about what are the blockers to achieving that vision. How do we bring that to bear to the market i think all of us think of ourselves as enablers and unlockers of enormous human capital the researchers who are thinking about these questions if we can smooth that path we can kind of uh, almost shrink the distance between uh, innovation and care delivery
0: yeah and so i'd like to pick up on something you mentioned you mentioned blockers that could like, stop or delay innovation. Um, so one of the main issues that we see uh, in clinical trial imaging is that gap between the imaging site and the core lab. How will the relationship with Calyx fill that gap?
1: So what I love about uh, how Calyx is thinking about the challenge is they are thinking about it as a uh, tactical uh, answer to a strategic problem. I think everybody sees that gap. And the question is, how can you use uh, agile cloud technology to an appropriate regulatory compliant way, rapidly intervene as that time point is being captured? So I think one of the, the, the guide star first-time quality. And when we all aligned on that, we started thinking about how can we use cloud? How can we, I don't know if we'll have time to talk on it today, but how do we use AI? How do we use uh, rapid-fire workflow uh, uh, feedback loops so that we're able to actually intervene and make sure we have a quality uh, time point point before a subject ever leaves uh, the the site. How do we do things that resemble the sort of extraordinary innovation you've seen across other industrial sectors? How can we bring that to this very human business when obviously there are a lot of factors that are not present as there might be in a more conventional supply chain world, but nevertheless, we think we can bring that innovation while bringing caring hearts to doing it.
0: Yeah, there's so much potential. Hearing you uh, mentioning all this, all this potential is uh, makes me want to, to carry on for hours, <laughs> but I know we don't have that much time. Um, you mentioned AI and everyone gets excited about AI, uh, although a lot of those discussions remain at the theoretical stage. Um, so. Are you taking the, this aspirational goal of AI and have you found a practical application for it? it we have,
1: and the, the, it, it is not us, actually. I should be humble about that. Uh, it is we. And the way we, uh, Calyx and us, and, uh, and other partners too, this is an ecosystem approach, have found the practical application is as follows, first, You had to have the will, you had to have what was the tactical problem we were trying to solve. First-time quality, for example, there are others, but let's just key on that for a minute. Second, you had to have the right infrastructure. You had to have a flexible, open API-driven cloud architecture that could accommodate different algorithms in the process. And third, you had to have a very tactical point of view about what you were trying to use AI to do. If what you're trying to do is enhance an ability to to measure quality, Those algorithms uh, are, are being written by partners and exist. And all of a sudden what you've done is it's not very sci-fi. You've just enhanced the, uh, the, the abilities of our researchers, of our opinion leaders to, uh, get information. That is what they need to have to make an appropriate judgment. So it's a very, very, it's a three-step process. Uh, and that it it it, it kind of doesn't end. I mean, we're going to see a continued burst of innovation, but one of the ways we've avoided going off down rabbit holes is it's always had this orientation that says, at the end of the day, we are trying to solve a problem. It may not be a big problem, but if we can keep eliminating lots of little problems, the sum total of that is a really incredible outcome.
0: Yeah, yeah, I uh, definitely agree with what you're saying. I loved the what you mentioned, the continuous burst of innovation. That's uh, a good way of looking at it. Um, so you sound very passionate about what you're doing. It's uh, it's so nice to hear. Um, is there anything in the future of imaging and clinical trials that could get you even more excited than what you already are?
1: Well, I think Right now, we are at a point where uh, we are, as a society, deciding to uh, change the way healthcare data uh, becomes accessed, and we are trying very hard to enable the—I'm not going to call them patients. I'm going to call them consumers—to let all of us participate in a system that gives us control over our data, and so. What traditionally has been a little bit more of an institution-to-institution relationship, I think is now going to expand with 21st century cures and people having access to data. You're going to start seeing empowered consumers. And I have a little personal experience where as a a dad, I had to get one of my children, I was lucky enough to get one of my children into a trial for something. And I kind of know that the the feeling that you have as a uh, as a parent, as a as a caregiver and and as a patient or as a consumer, how you want to interact with the system. And I think we're just at the cusp of that next level, and it is going to uh, expand exponentially opportunities for engagement, patient engagement, and also for research progress. So, I um, I don't know if I could be more excited because, as you can see, I'm pretty excited already, but I think I will continue to remain as excited into the, uh, into the future because of, of these vistas that are just opening now.
0: Yeah, and talking to you gets me excited about what's coming up. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Well, that's all for today. I'm, I really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been very interesting talking to you. Uh, and to everyone who's been listening, uh, I'm sure you can feel the passion and you can see that there's a lot of potential for innovation. So thank you for joining us and see you soon at Kalix Cafe. Bye.